This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Stu, Hi. 888-727. Uh, back would be the number to call, should you be so inclined. We'd love uh, to hear from you. Oh my gosh, would we ever. Good morning, everybody. Beautiful morning this morning, the morning time. Because we care Good. about you. we got some Britney Spears coming up in just a few minutes. And uh, right after that, uh, we're going to get the lead out. Well, not until 7 o'clock tonight, because that's the time. It's what we call day parted. We can't play Led Zeppelin until nighttime, because it's too hard. Uh, so we're going to get the let out around 7 o'clock tonight from 7 to 8. It's the all let out hour here. I, I love the teasing on radio like that. Because, you know, every freaking radio station does it. Every TV station does it. Hey, if you hang around for the next three and a half hours, I'm going to talk <laughs> about this story. It's like, I'm not, no. You don't wait for three and a half hours. What? what year do you think it is if you say yeah. something like a headline like that i'm just going to look it up on the internet good point especially now yeah right it's just like i always hear that yeah. like i used to listen to a morning show um uh, a news-based morning show as i would come into work and they would be like okay everybody just want to tell you that coming up at 9 35 it's gonna be we're gonna talk to uh to selectman tim to tempton uh, who's going to tell us about his new pothole removal proposal that could save us up to 8% on our local street uh, cleaning fees. And it's like, first of all, it's a terrible tease. I don't care what he says, and I don't care what the policy is. But it's 6.15. But if you're interested in Tim Tim Tempton, If you are, uh, it's 6.15. Don't tell me he's coming up at 9.35. Because yeah, you can look up the story and see potholes in Dallas. Yeah. And already get the details. You don't need to listen to Tim Tim Tempton. Tim Tim Tempton. Um, and right. he's a good guy. I mean, so, a good guy in the community. I mean, I don't think there's any problem I, with Tim per se. I'm just saying. He, uh, he cheated on his wife well, yeah, three or did. four times. Yeah, a couple of times. And he did but, murder uh, several of his former spouses. 
Nobody. Um, he says they all deserved murdering, though. He d he didn't say that. He, he at trial. He said he, he's he never murdered it. anybody who didn't deserve murdering. Yeah, and he didn't use the G. I mean, he did say no, murdering. No, he, he does say murdering. He's uh, from Texas. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but like that's just like first of, I mean, even if you want to hear the interview, it's just too far of a tease. Like as a uh, as a host, like wouldn't you say, coming up, we're going to talk to Tim Tim Temkin about mm -hmm. the pothole problem and his past murders, <laughs> his past murdering. Now I'm sticking around for that. Right. I'm sticking okay, around. Okay, I might do murders. that. I might hold out till 9:35 yeah. to hear the that. Potholes might not interest me as right. much. But I mean, the point is though, just say it's coming up. Don't say it's coming right. up at 9:35. No one's going to be here. They're, we're all driving to work. We're all going to be in like our fourth meeting of the day at 9:35. <laughs> like I'm not, mm -hmm. and I'm not. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Jeff, hey, did you want to comment on that? I know you're a you were a big uh, local radio star and and, and, a, and a fan of Tim Tempton. If I'm not, not mistaken. Oh my God. Tim right? Tim Tim Tempton. Tim, Tim Tempton. A couple of times about yeah. his yeah. Yeah. About his murder plan. So um, actually, mm. you're absolutely right, Stu. Except mm -hmm. that. With the new uh, with the new way that they uh, monitor radio stations, uh, they want the shows to give uh, timestamps to interviews, but only like every hour. You know, not too, not more than an hour. That's right, because time. of the people meter thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like seven fifty. So it's a case. weird new world. They want that. They want that appointment listening. Yeah, that is always big. Appointment listening is a big thing in radio, and it's also a big thing in TV. I mean, every news you know show yeah. tells you coming up, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. However, I will say. At least personally, and I don't know if this is true for everyone else. Almost all the time, those promos talk me out of tuning in. Because I'm of like, times, oh, you'll I, find you're not interested in yeah, yeah, those stories. I don't, I don't care, care what who Tim murdered with right. his pothole. Yeah. It's it's interesting because ESPN will list on on the side oh, of the yeah. screen. Perfect the example of this. Like yes. the list and and in what order they're going to talk about. Like in a few minutes, we're going to talk about hockey, and I'm like, okay, I don't care about hockey. Yeah. I'm going right. to turn it. A few minutes, we're going to talk about soccer and the international uh, premier leagues. In London. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not interested you in that. You are convincing me not to watch yeah. by doing that. Because, yes. yes. So you if, really run the risk. Right. Like, if I see two stories from now is a Philadelphia Eagles story, yeah, maybe I'll stick maybe. around for it. So you might get another mm -hmm. couple minutes out of me occasionally. But or most you might of the time, tune out and then come back. Right. Most of the time, though, you're just going to show me a, a list of stories that Mm -hmm. Even that I might not necessarily want to watch. And I, I've made this point with Glenn. Like, if Glenn were to start the show every day and say, here are the, the 12 stories. You know what we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about a new Gwyneth Paltrow website uh, that it has mm -hmm. health cures. Um, people will be like, I'm going to talk here. What? Glenn Beck, talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's website. Well, when you find out what the story is and how he did it, which was a really funny break about her and Jade Eggs and go back on the radio podcast if you want to hear that one because it was hilarious. But, like, you're saying to people, judge this by the story rather than what your host will do to it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that makes some sense in the in this straight broadcasting news world. But, like, the, re the way the story is done is why you like shows. It's not because they're covering specific stories necessarily. It's, it's what's additional on top of that, mm -hmm. which is the personalities involved, the, the way they present their facts. Because pretty much everybody's covering the same stuff yeah. as a rule. I mean, we try to do different Except stories us. sometimes. It uh, does. Yeah. We're doing the Jade Egg story. Yes. Because of where, where she puts that, because it's fun. You uh, probably did. I don't know. And by the way, I've never tried it, Pat, so I don't know if it's fun, but I, I'm glad you have a review on no, it. No, Jeffy said it's fun. Okay. Uh, Jeffy puts it uh, where I the sun the, doesn't shine on I him. I use the thin so, wax. You know, uh, I, like to, the I, floss? I don't like to use it without the wax floss <laughs> to hold on. I get a little nervous. <laughs> I don't want to ever hear you say that again. <laughs>
Thank you. This is dicky, uh, man. Yeah, no, I, and it's, it's true, right. I mean, you, you hear that, uh, especially if you're doing a traditional mm. politics talk show. I mean, it's mm -hmm. the, the same five or six stories everybody covers every day. I mean, we try to do something different mm -hmm. uh, than that. But, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like, why do you listen to, you know, Rush Limbaugh talk about uh, the... Uh, you know, the Rex Tillerson appointment, because you think he's going to say something interesting about it. it. Like, but if you don't, if if you don't, if you go into that saying, okay, I don't care about the Rex Tillerson appointment, you're not going to listen to him. If you listen to that segment, I promise you, it, you're going to wind up finding something interesting in it. I used to listen to um, a show, uh, and I, you know, still listen to both hosts separately, Mike and the Mad Dog from New York. We, you listened to him as well, Pat, when we were there. Mm -hmm. um, and they did, one of the things I loved about that show is they did the best job with interviews about topics I didn't care about. They would talk to the, the, the uh, commissioner of, the, uh, ma of Major League Soccer and make that a freaking interesting interview. Now, if you tease me, hey, by the way, the commissioner of Major League Soccer is going to come up in four hours. you got to tune in for that. I'm not tuning in. But because I know those hosts and the way they do those interviews, and I know that I like them over and over and over again, I am going to tune mm -hmm. in. Um, and they will somehow make that topic interesting. That is, I mean, that is, we've fallen away from the idea that the personality uh, is the one that you tune in for. And I know that's, at least for me, that's what I do. Um, and it's why I don't tune in when Jeffy does his show on Saturdays uh, here on the Blaze Radio. Because I know, no matter what point. stories he's covering, it's going to be matter. him speaking. Doesn't matter. And I don't want that. He could be talking about Tim Timpton's uh, Oh, we're going to cover that affairs. in depth this Saturday. He, coming he, up. All <laughs> of his affairs and why he had them and who he had them with. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen. Second because, hour, second segment. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because we're not interested. You're not going to leave show. with a multi-murdering... No, 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 no. Yeah. Second hour. Okay. Nine, nine, second seven, hour. Nine seventeen Central. <laughs> the other part that's really crazy about that now is so much of your listenership and viewership is digital. Yeah. So the, the idea to, to tease these segments is so much less valuable on those, on those mediums because... I mean, you know, it yeah. works for ratings on, on terrestrial radio, but like when you're talking about how many people are tuning in, you need to keep them tuned in right now. Like you mm -hmm. don't need to tune in. You don't need to say, hey, come back to, the, to this live stream in three hours. You need to keep them there now. That's such a bizarre thing. I've never understood that. And every programmer in the universe says that's the right thing to do. And I'm sure there's plenty of research to back that up. But, man, I, I, I might be in the minority. It just never affects me that way. I'm never like, oh, wow, great. I can't wait to see it, that. It never feels right doing it, but. They they continue they tell to you want to do it. it. Done. Yeah, it's it's a. They always, we do a Facebook promo every day, in which we say a couple of things that we're going to uh, talk about on the next day's show, and you know most of it. Like obviously, we can't tell you what the news of the day is going to be tomorrow, because we're doing it like today, halfway through the show. At some point in a commercial break, we'll record our promo for tomorrow, and that promo will tell you a couple of sort of, you know, evergreen, you know, goofy stories that will be funny uh, when we do them, if we do them. Um, which is you know, also somewhat rare. Uh, but when we'll tell you a couple of stories, and like you might say to yourself, oh, I don't want A, I don't care about that story. And B, if I do care about the story, I'm going to Google it now. I'm not going to wait till tomorrow when you're doing the show. And then listen to a two-hour show to hopefully find the one break that you do talk about that. But, I mean, everybody says you're supposed to do them. Yes. So you do them. Yes, they do. And that actually came probably from research in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> Maybe probably. not even relevant today. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, all right. Democrats have introduced a bill. Uh, this, this is fun. This is going to be a fun four years mm. to take the nuclear football out of Donald Trump's hands. Oh, my gosh. Uh, who would you give it to at that point? Uh, Nancy Pelosi, probably. 
Foreign Policy reported that the uh, bill was introduced by Edward McCarkey. Uh, Markey. Edward McCarkey. Edward, <laughs> to Edward Markey. Uh, from Massachusetts, and Ted Liu of California. The article notes that Liu has a paper sign uh, outside his office that reads, Alternate Fact-Free Zone. Yeah. <laughs> he's funny, because he's saying the president has alternate facts. What a nice little is... gift, though, to uh, to Democrats, the alternative Jeez. facts quote. What a nice gift. That's the gift that keeps on really giving was. for them right now. Yeah, and, I mean, it's legitimate. It's a legitimate it's, it complaint. It's a stupid thing to say. Stupid thing to say. Uh, Trump was asked by ABC News <clears throat> about the responsibility of receiving the nuclear codes, and uh, he responded, it was a very sobering moment. It's very, very, very scary in a sense. He did say that, which was very... I, I, you know, we didn't even play any of those clips from that interview last night. I did watch uh, some of it, um, and uh, that is what he said. And It's I, very, very, very scary in a sense, he I, said. And he, oh, and he said something man. like, I have faith that in, the, in that moment I'll do the right that thing. Bad. Right, you're not more confident than that? Like, you have right? faith you'll do the right thing? I, I kind of hope you're a little bit pretty Jeez. sure on that one, you know. Markey said in a statement that the uh, that nuclear war is the gravest risk to human survival. What about climate change? That's what right. kind of irresponsible wow. democratic douchebag is this guy? And Ed Markey is a hardcore climate change I know. guy, too. I mean, he's one of the I guys know. leading that stuff. That's amazing. Wow. Wow. Uh, man, that's uh, amazing. He was likely referring to Trump's comments in March. Uh, he was asked about a hypothetical ISIS strike and responded, <laughs> I'd never take any of my credit cards off the table. Any of my cards off the table. Or his credit cards. No, not credit cards. Uh, the bill has gained support from various global disarmament groups. Uh, but if you take the nuclear football from the president, I, I mean, I, I don't know who would receive it. Maybe one of the generals. Maybe that would make sense. Chief the uh, Mattis, yeah, right. I mean, maybe but no. I mean, we freaking elected him. I mean, I, I don't right. think it's a good idea for uh, him. I mean, I do not want Donald Trump's hands on the nuclear codes. I, straight out, I think you know that if you watch the show. However, he won the election, mm. and that's that's part of the job. Uh, I, I don't think you. I don't think would it even be. I guess it probably would be legal to strip him somehow. I'm not sure know. we'd have to look into that's that. That's a real constitutional crisis. But, I mean, you want to talk about balance of power? Well, powers. there's more than uh, first of all. He, I mean, Don. There's more than one person that has to push that button and turn that key in the line of succession anyway. But it's incredibly limited. Mm -hmm. You're right. It isn't just that easy. But it's Mm -hmm. incredibly limited. Like, legitimately, it's his job, Donald Trump, solely to order the attack for any reason. Now, whether the person actually presses the button or not and the general... you know, abdicates his duty. I mean, really, or whoever, whoever, you know, that's possible. Um, uh, and uh, you know, there are situations that I hope that they've would done happen. simulations on that. Where it's incredibly limited oversight on that. Yeah, incredible. Uh, like, but we could start a nuclear people, war with the a bad people day. involved who actually have to do the launching, like at the at the weapons sites and all of that. Whether they actually push the buttons and do the things they're supposed to do to begin the nuclear war. Uh, it's fascinating sometimes the simulations and, and the outcomes that they've had. Uh, we should look into that. We should do a segment on that sometime. Yeah, th- there's a really good story that I read. Prob- it was during the uh, campaign when they were saying if Trump wins, he'll have control of the nuclear codes and he can basically launch whenever he wants. Yeah. And they explained the process. There's yeah. not much, though, to it. There's, not, there's no oversight. There's no like panel that says, yes, this is a good launch. There's no, uh, there's no or- need to, to c- confer mm-hmm. with generals. It's just the generals have to actually execute 
the activity. So, there, like, if you remember um, Genesis, uh, Land of Confusion, the documentary music video uh, that they made about the Reagan administration, um, there's a, you, it's not quite that he might press nuke instead of nurse on the buttons next to his bed. Uh, it's, it's not quite that, but it's not that far away. Like, he's not actually pressing the button himself, but he, it's his gig. He well, gets to choose. Uh, no. And that's been the case with all the presidents. Right. I mean, Trump. there's no time for a panel to discuss, especially if it's... Right. Uh, You're now, right. If we're doing the bombing, there's time for that. But if we're being attacked, I mean, there's really no time for a panel to decide And that's why it's set up right. this way, and that's why mm. it makes right. sense. However, you know, uh, there's never been a president like Trump who seemingly flies off the handle as often I mean, publicly now, and look, easily i don't think i honestly is as bad as i feel about the trump presidency uh in the future i mean so far it's been fine um with, with some exceptions uh, but in the future i mean I, i'm not necessarily optimistic but we'll judge it as it goes but i don't think he's going to start launching nuclear weapons and blow up uh, no you but know, that Finland was the joke the anyway with the it was campaign a joke. right it was a joke had woke up with his twitter account and, and i do think there's a risk there probably more than any other president I mean, to be perfectly honest, I am worried that some foreign leader will do something to piss Donald but Trump off. But it's still off. low. And, but it's still low. It's a low, I mean, low risk. War bombing, conventional bombing, mm -hmm. maybe. I mean, nuclear yeah. weapons. I just, I gotta believe this guy. More is like not bombing somebody with t with a tweet storm is probably yes, the, is most, the most likely. The most likely. And that, that definitely will happen. So that will happen. <laughs> Chances one hundred percent. You know that's, that's coming. All right, uh, you can take a positive step toward uh, self-reliance. Now, we talk about certain things that can happen in the future and, you know, nuclear like war, nuclear of course. Nuclear war, that's a good example. That's a, that's a good example. It's pretty extreme, but it's possible. What's more likely, things like weather-related events. Um, you know, we've, we've had uh, power go out uh, before, uh, job loss. This gets you covered for four weeks with My Patriot Supply at, at such an incredibly affordable rate. And obviously the chances are almost none that Donald Trump is going to start firing nuclear weapons for fun. Right. However, I mean, there, it's not none that he would get into a battle with Kim Jong-un and he would do it or, uh, you know, s some terrorists would do it here. Mm -hmm. um, and so there is a legitimate uh, worry here. Um, and... I obviously, unlike global warming, it is a real catastrophic risk. And you know yeah. what? You know, most likely, you know, you order from my Patriot Supply, and you're hopefully never going to have to worry about this, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what? You have an insurance mm -hmm. policy there for you. You know what? The other thing is, as you get further in, and you're like, well, you know what? Maybe I need to, you know, after the food lasts 25 years, so you don't have to do this often. But if you go through 20 years, and you're like, well, you know, we're getting towards the end of that, you just eat the food, and it's really good food. You don't have to worry about just having a bunch of storage you're never going to utilize. Uh, you can still yeah. eat the food. It's really delicious. And in addition to that, you're covered in case things really do hit the fan. That's right. And, you know, we've talked before. Uh, if things don't even have to hit the fan, it could be the threat of them hitting the fan. It's happened in Houston yeah. about 10 years ago or so when uh, a, a hurricane was, a uh, Category 5 hurricane was on its way. It never made it there, but everybody evacuated. And, and so three and a half million people were out on the, on the roadways and everybody got stuck in a traffic jam. And, and that's and, where people died, by the way. And that's where people yeah. died. 24 people died on the roads. And so it was a mess for about a week. I mean, it was, stores were closed. The banks were closed. The ATMs were empty. And you couldn't buy food even if you wanted to. That's why it really comes in handy to be prepared for at least a month. Call them today. 888-411-5290. 888-411-5290 or at preparewiththeblaze.com. Do it now.
All right. Hi. Triple eight seven two seven back. Another really good move by the Trump administration. Uh, he's done some pleasing things so far, sure. and uh, you know, um, if he keeps it up, it's going to be great, and we'll be the first to say, "All right, we were wrong about this guy. He was awesome." I'd love to be able to say that at the end of this thing. Uh, and I, you know, there are levels here, right? Yeah. I mean, let's let, laying this out from uh, before the election. We said he was going to be really bad. Uh, and again, I, I predicted, my belief was he was going to be very bad. Um, there were obviously Trump, uh, hardcore Trump supporters who said he was going to be really good. So far, I'd say the group that was, that's been accurate for the first week, which is not much saying much of anything, are the people who were, I would describe them as the skeptical Trump supporters who called us and said, look, I don't like the guy either. He's going to do a lot of bad things, but he also will do some good things. It's going to be a mixed bag, and that's much better than Hillary Clinton, right? Like, we would not have had a lot of the positive things. So, so far, I would say that analysis is winning out, though it's very early. Um, And and, and the issue here is you're going to definitely get some things that are conservative. We even said that in our our analysis. Um, You're going to get some things that are great. Um, the issue is, does he respect the Constitution? Does he do these things in, with a process mm-hmm. that's legally? Mm-hmm. Does, do, are the bad things so bad you can't see the good? Um, you know, and the, the bottom line is, if, if, if he does go down really dark, uh, bad roads, um, and the, you know, the, the economy falls apart because of his trade battles, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to see a lot of wonder, you're not going to care that he you know, got a few jobs at Carrier. Like, that's not going to wind up winning you over, right. um, which he didn't do, by the way. But this great uh, news is that we had the revelation on Monday that Obama had quietly approved $221 million uh, in payments to the Palestinian Authority. As far as I'm concerned, a group of terrorists. Um, just hours before his inauguration ceremony, Trump just put a freeze on that. <laughs> just That's said, good. nope. Now, I don't know that he can uh, no. do anything about it. Um, I believe what he said was um, the State Department will investigate the matter and stop the payment if it's inappropriate. So there's a, there's a lot of disqualifiers. First right. of all, they will stop it if they if can. If it's inappropriate. And if it's inappropriate. Um, also, I wonder if this has something to do with the fact that all the State Department people stepped down. Um, uh, maybe. Uh, we, hmm. The entire senior leadership of the State Department, if you missed this story from a little bit earlier, uh, today has stepped down in what they call are calling it the largest mass exodus of officials at the State Department at senior level uh, management levels in history. Now, that does not necessarily mean that's a bad thing. Some of those people might have been terrible, and uh, maybe we're really happy they, they've left. That I, I don't know yet. Well, we will know. And also, mm-hmm. if you are not willing to execute the president's vision, and this is from a guy who thinks the president's vision is not the right vision. But if you're not willing to execute the president's vision, you shouldn't be freaking working there. It's why I said Mitt Romney was a bad choice mm. for tech- Secretary of State. Not because I don't think he- I would rather have Mitt Romney's vision than Trump's vision when it comes to overseas operations. But I, you can't have a guy who's calling Russia's, Russia our largest geopolitical threat when we have a president who says they're the best guys in the world. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Now, Tillerson has expressed some skepticism, which is healthy. That's different than Romney, who said they were our biggest geopolitical threat. Um, it's different than, uh, you know, it, you can't, it doesn't make any sense. You have to be able to execute your vision. Um, and I think that's, it's, you know, might be what's going on here. Which, and then if that's the case, it's good. I mean, if you're, you know, he wants to stop a, a, a giant payment to the Palestinians, he should. Uh, we shouldn't be, obviously... These are things that are opposed by 80 and 90 percent of the American people. We do not want we do not believe we are in a position in which we have enough money to fork over a bunch of cash to other countries, even if we like them in most cases. 
I mean, with the ex couple of exceptions, <laughs> Israel is probably one that's more split. But every other country on earth, uh, the American people do not want to be funding. Mm -hmm. We don't think we can fund ourselves, which, by the way, I don't know if you noticed this, we can't. We've got $19 trillion in debt and counting. So, Indeed. I mean, I think that's a, it's a good move. Speaking of uh, Donald Trump, his, uh, one of his, what is Kellyanne Conway's uh, position in this administration? She's got an official position, right? Is she? Yes, she's not. Um, she does. She was initially not going to take a role uh, in the yeah. administration, and then she wound up <clears throat> taking one. Uh, Jeffy, do you have the title in front of you? I don't know. But it, it's not, they, could, they talked about her in Spicer's role initially. And she smartly. Uh, avoids that role because there's no winning in that role. She's, you, and, you can't. and she's terrible. She's, she's just gotten terrible lately. Counselor? She's a counselor to the president? Yeah, she's another one of those Bannon type okay. positions where it's sort of unofficial um, but official. Her title in 1998 was apparently a stand-up comedian uh, because Pardon me? she was doing stand-up comedy in 1998. Uh, I can't really envision it, uh, but apparently there's uh, actual proof to help nice. us oh, envision no. it. And here's uh, stand-up comedy from Kellyanne Conway. Hi everybody, hey thanks so much for having me here tonight. Before I get started, I want to tell you the funniest thing happened to me today. You know when you have one of those days where not same. one but two things that never ever happens, happens to you. I'm walking down the street, I look up and I see Haley's Comet. I get back to the office and I'm accurately quoted in a Ralph Hello article. Yeah, this is one of those days. Oof. But I mean, you know, everybody's wondering about It's my not life. really stand-up comedy. She's doing some comedy at a charity. Like, well, everybody heard I was going to be in this comedy show, and they're like, break a leg. So I did. And you think dumb, blondes are dumb. Oof. Comedy's hard, man. <laughs> she is dying up there. Oh, my. You're but a charity I thought about using, um, using really legs as an excuse. And I said, now, you know what? I'll just be honest with people. They say, what happened to your leg? And I said, I got surgery. And that's the truth. They assume it's wrong. Especially here in DC, at home in New Jersey, where I got the surgery, people ask you and they listen and they intently hear. It's like, no, what really happened? Did you kick Susan Estridge? What really happened? And they're like, no, I have a congenital deformity. My bones are growing up. Tell me what really happened. So I came up tonight with the five reasons why Kellyanne's foot no, is no. really no. in a cast. I think I'd like to just, I don't Number think five. I could take the five. This is going to be bad. Jackson, but she's going to get to the five reasons. Here we go. Here's the five. Number four. Mm -hmm. Having just two of his own, Chris Matthews needed someone else's foot to stick in his mouth. Cute. Number three, I went salsa dancing with Jerry Nadler. Uh, I don't know who that is. Number two, <laughs> I was caught between Jonathan Turley and a camera. Okay. And the number one reason why Kellyanne's foot is really in a cast, uh -huh. that Fred Thompson's bizarre and kinky foot fetish. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's that really, really bad. I, I know this. It's is... not easy to do, though. Comedy is, you know, it might look easy to some, but it's not necessarily when you're in front of a group like that and you start dying like that. Number one, it's, it's best it's... just to sit down. Yeah. No, just it's... go sit down. It... Stop the rest of your routine. I don't care what you have planned. <laughs> Good just stop doing it, especially Thanks at a charity coming. event. She's obviously at some charity event there, children something or other. Yeah. No, I, you're up there and you're trying to make people laugh and you're noticing it's not working. Just sit down. Just say, hey, okay, here's you can't though, Jeffy. Right? Come on out. And you sit your ass down. It's funny because stop it. watching people bomb at stand-up comedy, it's I know in my head, I know logically in my head, it's not the worst thing that happens on the planet. It feels like it, it though. It feels oh, like it, man. Yeah. I mean, it is. that is so hard to watch. There's nothing that makes me laugh harder than mm. watching... 
uh, you know, like, you know, some stand-up comic bombing, but not necessarily in real life, but like on shows. Like, I remember like Cliff Clavin did it on Cheers at one point. I mean, mm -hmm. it was just awesome. There's something, I can't stop laughing watching that for some reason. Mm -hmm. And watching it here is really uncomfortable. There's something really, really uncomfortable, like gut-wrenching about that process. And who cares, right? Like, mm -hmm. Some charity event from a million years ago. She told a few jokes. She told a few jokes. She probably actually helped some kids. I mean, there's not, there shouldn't be anything bad about that moment. Who cares? She's not a stand-up comedian. Who cares if she bombed? But it's so oh, gut-wrenching. It's so cringeworthy. I, it's so hard to watch. Yep. yep. That was uh that was painful. Holy god, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> and that was That was painful. Whew. Yeah. Good thing she gave that up cuz uh, she did uh, but again, that she was not right. doing not stand up. Good. That's a, I know, but you know, she was trying to be funny and she's yeah, just not. No. She's just That's the reason that she quit not. though. That's why she's not doing it anymore. I don't think Is that's it? true. She made an, a charity <laughs> appearance, which they said they wanted to have people. They, they do this all the time. <clears throat> get you know, up and do some funny yeah, stuff. Yeah, the reporters need to all do it. Do is just I, get up and do just do five minutes. I mean, leave the comedy to the professionals is yeah. legitimately it, it a is. really good piece of advice. That's a good. That's a that's a real thing. I always think that you know, hosting an <laughs> award show is the most difficult job in show business. I wouldn't want to do it because you're supposed like you're supposed to be funny. You have to do it in short bursts. You yeah. have to be respectful to everybody, generally speaking. Uh, and there's huge audience. They're not really, it's not a comedy environment. You know, they're all in tuxes. It's, it's <clears> just like a... Exactly. You touched on something that's really important. There are certain venues and yeah. certain environments and certain places where you just don't try that. And, and like when people are in tuxes and you're at like a dinner thing, if they're sitting down to dinner and there's waiters coming up to their table all yeah. the time. It's, people aren't paying good. enough attention to be funny. No. Nope. So just get up there, be straight, make your announcements, sit your butt down because it's not going to work. Yep. And <clears throat> so when you start trying to be funny at like a, a, like a, some sort of dinner event, don't. That's, that, that never works. Do you have any examples? Mm, I don't know. Not that I can think of right now. Yeah. Really? No. Huh. Mm -mm. I mean, Seems I like could. Might... I just don't. I don't right, want okay. to. Oh, oh okay. more Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. Because I'm. Yes. I. Yes. Like, there was a recent dinner where <laughs> Stu and I were in the crowd, and you were trying to be funny. No, I was not. And no, that is it not just true. Didn't. No. It, no, that's it not true. Doesn't though. work exactly. So. All right, well, Brexit uh, is about to happen, supposedly. Um, yeah, Theresa May is coming over talking to Trump uh, today, tomorrow. When is that, Jeff? Are you any idea? Um, and uh, they're going to talk about Brexit. Uh, Theresa May being the new uh, yep, sorry. prime minister, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's hard to get used to that because it's been Cameron for a while. No and kidding. And uh, barely knew Cameron. Yeah, and uh, Tony Blair was the one we all kind of <laughs> yeah. knew. And that was Tony his... Blair was kind of the last one that we really paid much attention to and because he was such a great ally. Uh, but he was actually pretty liberal. Yeah, Tony, he was. Tony Blair. He just believed in the Iraq War. Yeah, he, um, yeah. That was really the reason. And, and you know, yeah. he, was, he was very good at articulating the reasons why it was a good idea. Sure was. Um, and you he go was back powerful. And, yeah, I mean, and you know, those those arguments honestly still resonate. I mean, you know, while obviously the uh, weapons of mass destruction did not turn out, I mean, no. the, the arguments for the Iraq War, there's still a lot of justification there. Certainly the UN sort of stuff that went on with them firing at our planes is, is a really good example of if that. If Bush would have articulated his 
points of view the way Tony Blair did, yeah. uh, he wouldn't have had uh, nearly the problems. Do you remember exactly kind of how he put it when he was arguing for the war? They, uh, uh, there are uh, some people over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, Saddam and some others who were, uh, they're uh, bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Well, that was a pretty good case. And, and we're, we are... Uh, we right. uh, over here, yes, uh, in this country, in America, are uh, uh, good. <laughs> oh, okay, that's right. That was the that's part. That's kind of how me. he put it. Yeah, that was and, the part uh, that was pretty yeah. successful. Uh, uh, but here, they, I guess they're now coming up with. They're thinking other countries in Europe are going to try to get out uh, of. Uh, Almost immediately, other countries were hinting. Yeah, and, and that proposing. They so I uh, guess if you know Brexit is kind of a ch- catchy name, that might have been the reason why it passed. People just <laughs> people like saying Brexit. Yeah. Um, and Let's keep so, that around a while longer. Let's yeah. vote yes. So there's some other examples uh, for Austria. If Austria were to pull out, uh, we have a map here. Uh, Austria, uh, Austria La Vista. That's good. <laughs> That's a pretty solid one. Yeah, I like that. Um, Czech Republic, uh, check out. Austria Luego is good too. Okay, yeah. Because okay, so those oh. are both, uh, the, aren't For those Austria. both uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger things? <laughs> Didn't he say both those things? Uh, yeah, you're, okay, you did Czech Republic. Yep, check out. Uh, Denmark, dump Mark, which is all right. Dunmark is another one. Copenhagen. <laughs> uh, Finland, Finnish. That's good. See, they're Finnish. Mm-hmm. They're fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finland, which is the name of the country, but also Finn, like finished land. Okay. Um, and uh, Helsinkhole. <laughs> France, you got Frexit, uh, which I like a lot. I'm just skipping some of these. Uh, Adieu is good. We out is yeah, great. We out is really good. KC, that's the French word for yes. yes. We out. Yes, I like that. <laughs> uh, but that's like W E also. <laughs> See what uh, they're doing? Germany, uh, and Angeliv Merkel. Merkel. I think I'll leave Merkel. That's great. <laughs> that or obviously. Uh, Grexit for Greece is a good one. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Alexit, hell out. Uh, uh, Hungary, Dungary. Like D-O-N-E, Dungary. <laughs> and s- instead of hungry, they're full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're ready to leave now. <laughs> That's good. It took me a minute on that one. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Ireland. Uh, let's see. I like Retireland. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, pretty solid. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Italy, Italy. Okay, that's nice. Uh, it'll exit. Nether. I like the. I like Quiddly as well. Quiddly is good. I like the uh, Netherlands. Nethermind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, also for Italy, we cannot exclude Pasta La Vista. Pasta La Vista, baby. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, Funny. What else you got? Uh, Sweden, Swexit. That sounds uh, too much like sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sweet parcher. Good. Some of those are pretty good. <laughs> those are pretty solid. Not bad. Uh, you need the catchy name these days. We were talking about that with the uh, the, the little um, uh, MMA battle we're talking about today. We the, the you know, dopey Deadspin author and a, a real MMA and an American hero, uh, Tim Kennedy. Um, and uh, people were like, "You need a hashtag. You need a hashtag." I guess we do. I guess that's the world mm-hmm. we're, we're in now. We can't mm-hmm. just have a good idea and have people understand it. You have to have a catchy name that you put after a pound sign. Jeff, Jeffy had a good one earlier. He said it should be 18. Yeah. It was, I, I didn't really get it, but it was. he thought it was really good. <laughs> hashtag 18. Yeah, hashtag yeah. 18. Well, there's also hashtag spoons. And uh, milk. Hashtag milk. <laughs> you know it'd go good with this fight? Milk. 
Well, it could be a sponsor. <laughs> milk, just generally speaking. Absolutely. Well, the American <laughs> Milk dairy Association. Association. Yeah, Dairy Association. <laughs> <laughs> you really know that. You know your stuff on that one. Yeah, you he's do. good. He's really good. Mm -hmm. All right, Chili's restaurants in two states are donating profits to Planned Parenthood. Why is that happening? Um, not that I like Chili's anyway, necessarily, but... Uh, I used to work at Chili's. Yeah, I like Chili's. Did you? Uh, I've got a history with them. Uh, yes, yeah. I, I, was, so, I was fired are you from still Chili's. A, uh, you were fired. I was fired from Chili's. Is there some lingering ill will there? Uh, you know, a little bit. No, yeah. uh, I, it was funny. I, I, I did get fired from Chili's. Um, I was What'd not, you do? Uh, it was a, I was a BS firing. I mean, can we can we get that out of the way first? Oh, I mean, it was a okay. BS firing. Uh, we can. I, um, Let's get that out of the way. I was not a, a good waiter. Was not a good <laughs> server, uh, as they say. Um, I I was very focused on getting the food out to the people. Mm -hmm. I did not want to make friends with people because I know when I go to the restaurant, I don't go to make friends with the, with I the waiters. Hate right. that. I think well, Pat, you would have liked not. me as a waiter. Pat would have liked me. Yeah. Jeff, come take my not. order. Yep. Bring my food. Yep. Get I don't want to make way. small talk with yep. you because I don't know you. And yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. I don't want you. Plus, I probably come to the restaurant with others, yep. right? Would you rather We're talk talking, to? Mm -hmm. not you. It's not a time for new relationships, right? Uh, it's it a, is not a time for right. uh, the experience, though. Yeah, Jeffy would have hated me because I would not have talked to him. Yeah. I mean, of course, nobody. Oh, talks I would to have Jeff. made you talk. To no, you, you're right. I, I would have smiled. <laughs> okay, so what did you want on the nachos then? Like that <laughs> That's was exactly my, how I'd be. Yes, I play along exactly. and then move on with my life. So yeah. anyway, uh, I actually, I they did a secret shopper on me. As they do those secret shoppers. They do uh, that? Yeah, where they'll just have, they'll send somebody in. And Chili's? Oh, yeah. Graded you? And they will grade you on all the things you're supposed to do. What, okay. did, I, what did I get on that test? You might have guessed uh, that I did badly. Uh, no, I got a 98 out of 100. Okay, so I did all the things I wow, was supposed right. to do. And this wow. is two weeks before I got fired. I got a 98 out of 100 on my secret shopper. Okay, well, that's great. Because um, you were doing your job. I mean, that's what you were... Yes. Uh, the way it happened... So you were pleasant, though, right? I mean, you're I was, not saying no, you were nasty sure. to no. people or rude or anything. You're just... You took their order. I did not strike you brought up them back uh, their food. conversations. That was my thing. I, yeah. I, I just got the food. I, I did all the things. I checked all the boxes, got your food out, yeah. and then got, I got, got on with my life. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I, at this time I was dating a girl who also worked at Chili's, um, oh. and, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, so there was, uh, I was dating one girl and there was another, one of her friends was very attractive, uh, uh, uh as well. And, uh, as you may know, um, a man who just left, uh, this network, uh, Mr. Dan Andros, uh, a good friend of mine, um, was interested in dating the other, uh, uh girl who, uh, worked there. So at mm. one point we were all out together. And we went back to the restaurant because they needed to get something. And I brought, so we all went inside. I brought Dan inside. The restaurant had just closed. We were just kind of standing inside the door waiting. And they fired me for bringing a non-employee inside the restaurant. You gotta be kidding me. I just got a 98 on my secret shopper. That's I'm still angry at you for that, Chili's. That's And then this abortion <laughs> thing's pretty bad, too. But, I mean, you knew the rules, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you knew the rules. I did not know the rules. And that's, it seemed completely absurd. I when was, do they ever tell you that? Hey, after we close, don't bring anybody in here. They wouldn't, no. they wouldn't really. And, of uh, course, the real reason was uh, that the manager, manager didn't like, like me, and he had a good excuse you to fire me. Did he, he not did, like you because you weren't know. interactive with the people? I was not a, 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 you know, like, you know, those restaurants, this is back, you, ever, you watch Office Space, and, and they go to tchotchkes, and they're mm. coming out with their pieces of flair. That was very much the attitude of restaurants at the time, 
where you'd, you know, put on your buttons and go on, hey, everybody. I was not that guy at I all. don't know where people are getting this idea that you need to interact so much with people. No. Like at the grocery store, I'll, I'll be putting food on the conveyor belt. Yeah. And the, and the the checkout person will be commenting on my food. Yeah. I, what are you going to do? Are you having a big party this weekend? What are you going to do with it? I'm, I don't want to talk to you about what I'm doing with my food. Yeah. Put it in a sack and let's get on with life. <laughs> right. I'm done with it. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't You know, this isn't my favorite brand of chicken salad. I don't care. <laughs> oh, do you like this kind? Well, yeah, that's why it's on that's your why freaking conveyor it belt currently. right now. Uh, my uh, brother-in-law had an amazing interaction with that small talk bull crap. Yeah. And, and they do it on the phone a lot now. I, I've noticed that when you call companies and you finally get to an actual person, they're overly friendly. Oh, I know. Like, the, like you go to customer oh, service at any of these places. Oh, so how are you doing today? What's going on? Are you having a nice I'm day? Trying. What did you do today? Are you having a nice day? I, I don't Just want to talk to, nice. to you about my day. I want a lower How interest rate. Do That's I, what I want. And you How might get I a reset? lower one if you're a little bit nicer to the person on the other end of the phone. But I don't want no. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I want. Okay. Just, Just be a little bit nicer. Reset my internet or, or right. reset my my uh, my cable or whatever it is I'm calling you about. I don't want to talk to you about my day. My brother-in-law was here for, um, well, my mother-in-law just died. So my brother-in-law's here to see his mom in the last days of her life. And so after she uh, passed last week, he calls the flower shop. And he's ordering flowers. Mm -hmm. Funeral arrangements for, you know, like the funeral spray, what will go on the casket, what will be placed on the... All the wraps, everything. Yeah, Yeah, all of that stuff. So they get to that point where she's taking some information and there's a lull in the conversation for a second and she knows it kicks into her that oh now i've got to make my small talk well so um mr coleman what are you what are you doing this weekend you have any fun plans (laughs) uh well no just pretty much the funeral (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah sorry oh yeah 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 i'm ordering funeral arrangements pretty much just the funeral you want to come it's gonna be fun Uh, unbelievable i mean stop with that nonsense really is bothersome people don't know how to make small talk anyway they're hiring these millennials who've never spoken to anybody because they've been playing video games so they're reading it on their cards actually exactly right how is your day going I know. I notice all of them, all the customer service reps ask the same thing. How's your day going? You got any plans this weekend? It is really the same stuff. What are you wearing right now? Wait, what? I know. (laughs) I know. You get that one? (laughs) Once in a while. Okay. I think you're calling the wrong number. Okay. Uh, You might want to try that again. You might be right. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the number. Uh, Back with more uh, Jeffy time, I think, in a second. uh, Mm -hmm. Calling the correct number. I that much. (laughs) To prove an earlier point. If we had said, by the way, coming up, Pat's brother's uh, uh, interaction with a grocery store attendant, <laughs> you wouldn't have stayed. Good point. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Uh, yeah, I love this segment. It's my favorite one. <laughs> First of all, uh, we are getting reports that uh, the uh, president of Mexico... Uh, Canceled his visit. It's big news, actually. Have a nice day. Donald Trump, you can talk about the wall all you want. I'm not going to meet with you. Goodbye. 
And obviously, that is, I mean, if you're Mexico, obviously, you should not go meet with him. If you're Mexico, you hate this guy's guts right now. Although, I mean, Trump was just saying glorious things about him, about what a great job he's doing, and, you know. About the Mexican leader? Mexican leader, leader, yeah. I mean, and and he did, that's, he was saying before that they were smart and outsmarting us, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And now, I think because he wants, what what Donald Trump wants out of this situation is to build whatever portion of the wall he's going to build so he can say he built it. And then he wants to have some trade statistic come in that favors the United States in some weird way that he's going to be able to justify Walk that Mexico has paid for it. And, mm-hmm. and obviously Mexico wants the exact opposite. Even if they right. did pay for it, they wanted to deny that they paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was actually what uh, Trump said in the interview yesterday. That, you know, he said Mexican president said he's not going to pay for this. He goes, well, they have to say that. He has to say that. No, but, but I mean, take, let's take a step back from that. If you're Mexico's president, you're supposed to have a good relationship yeah. with this guy. He's telling the world that you're lying to your own people. <laughs> oh, he has to say that. I mean, uh, that's it's. I don't know how you have a relationship. I, I don't know. My either. response, if if I'm interviewing Trump and he says either. that to me, I would say, well, you have to say that. That's right. right exactly. You have to continually exactly say right. Mexico is going to pay when you know full well they're not going right. to. But you promise. How this, you have in to the hell that. are you going to make them pay for the for the wall? They're not going. They're going to pay. They're going to what? Send you a check for $12 billion after you build this thing? Right. Like, let's say, let's say. No way. Let me give you an example of how he might do this, right? Um, He might say, uh, if a a company goes to Mexico, we're going to put a 35% tariff on it, right? And then he would say, well, obviously some cars will still make their way over here or whatever. Some of these factories will still send products here. And he will add up all of the money that comes in with this tariff. Despite the fact that it might kill our trade and, and cost us billions and billions in other areas, he'll take one little minor statistic and say that tariff, you know, uh, made, you know, whatever, a billion dollars here. And then another one over there cost a billion dollars. And, and then overall they paid for it or paid for half of it or whatever it's he winds up saying. It's bullcrap. Bottom line is it's not happening. Who is the fourth largest oil supplier to the United States of America? Uh, well, Mexico. That would be Mexico. 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 Yeah. I mean, I'm just guessing on Not context. I mean, if you're talking about tariffs back and forth, they win that all day. All day. And he actually has t- tossed the idea of, of putting yes, um, um, a tariff on oil. So you yes, would be paying has. extra in gas uh, to pay off the wall that Mexico's paying off. Right. That's you paying it. That's you paying right. it off. That's right. not Mexico. That's not them. And the way tariffs work, by the way, which they never tell you, is the tariff is not put on the country. It's what? not a tax on Mexico. Yes, it is. It's We're a tax them. on the United States company that imports <laughs> the product. <laughs> so they t- put the tax on on this side of the border. They can't put a tax on Mexico. What? It's Mexico. They make their own laws. They huh. wait until this thing gets here, and then they tax the company that's actually providing the product to you. That's you're, what a tariff is. You're saying that Mexico doesn't fill out a tax return at the no, end of the year they do not. and mail it wow. into the no, IRS? that is not how that happens. Oh, well. Okay. You see, you're you're wow. penalizing U.S. Huh. businesses that that's are Importing goods. What That's what a tariff is. Weird. Oh, agonizing. Whatever. And sure. Theresa May, uh, the new uh, head of the United Kingdom, uh, will be here on Friday. Friday. Thank you, gentlemen. Yay! Yay! I can't wait for her to come. Here. See it. Hi. Welcome to the program. It's Pat and Stu, Triple H, seven two seven Beck, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Have you seen this uh, uh, video of this kid from Romania? I think okay. uh, playing basketball in Ohio. Uh, he's a freshman. He's seven foot seven. 
seven seven. <laughs> he would be if he makes it to the NBA. He'd be the tallest basketball player in. Is he athletic history. enough at seven seven? Uh, I saw a uh, video of him, and I would have to say the answer to that is no. Yeah, usually they're, um, they're not. No, he's he's a little clumsy. It looks like at this point, but you know they're they're obviously trying to to work with him. He, he it looks like he can shoot okay. It, it looks like he can't jump, and it looks like he's not real coordinated with the ball yet, and he, so he doesn't play a lot. Right. But uh, pretty and interesting. At seven, seven, you seven, really don't need seven. to jump often. No, you don't. But he's seven seven and one hundred and ninety pounds. All oh, right. Oof. Holy crap, does that make me feel about my bad about my All physique? Right? Seven, 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 190? That's too thin. You know, he should probably be about 300 pounds yeah. at, at, that, at that height. You, you well, know, I, I mean, it's not I like mean, there's a lot of food in Romania. You know? <laughs> <laughs> at least not food you want to eat. He's in Ohio now. Yeah, he's up. in Ohio. So they'll, they'll, Ohio has plenty of food. They'll I'll say, uh, every, every so often I see a picture, someone tweets me a picture of that Melt Barn Grill. Oh, I know. Oh. Good. I mean, how that place is not in Dallas yet is one of the, the biggest. It is I in mean, Ohio, though, right? It is in Ohio. I think yeah. they have several locations. But uh, it's Melt. just. Melt. It, we, we, we should just the do the name it. of it's brilliant. It is. And it's just this thick bread with ridiculous mm. grilled cheese variations, mm. I would say. Mm. So they have like, you know, oh, I can't. My, my mouth yeah, will water. Yeah, I talk about it. I will say my mouth is also watering for spoons today. Uh, we're talking about Emporium Pies. I mentioned them yesterday in passing. And as the Constitution states, mm-hmm. when we mention a food in passing, <laughs> we are supposed Doesn't to receive matter. the food. In passing or not. Now, I am a fine. Ribeye steak. Where is it? Well, but again, this took about 24 hours. I'm okay. fine with that, with that window, right. to be, be honest. Because yeah. then we, we really, I mean, uh, Marissa did the, did the uh, dirty work here and went to Emporium Pies and awesome. took a sli- got a slice of every pie they make. Uh, so we have a now. serious taste test today. She's awesome. I honestly kind of like want to break early so we have like 40 minutes in the last blocks just so we could eat just a, pie. Just a slice? That's exactly what we're doing. We're just breaking just, right just, now for the spoons episode. Just a slice of each pie? <laughs> it's just a slice. I mean, that's You're going to take a couple bites of each piece of pie. Yeah, yeah And sure. by the end, you'll have probably three pieces yeah, yeah, of yeah, pie. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm just asking. I'm just clarifying. What are you? You're not taking my pie. <laughs> you know, unlike when Yarn Brooke was in here the other day and explaining that, you know, it's not just one piece of pie. Uh, no, it actually is. Uh, here it is one piece of pie. You cannot expand it. It is not yours. If you take pieces of that pie, it will go away from me, unlike the economy. This is a true social justice segment. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. This place so, is amazing. These pies are really good every time I can't I've had wait. them. So, uh, I can't this is wait. A, this is an exciting one. All right. This is exciting as well. Uh, Glenn recently did a history uh, episode with uh, Preston Tucker. You know of the Tucker car? Oh, yeah. This is a cool story. A really cool story. And here's a piece of it. Aston Martin said, I want to build a car that, um, I, I want to build the fastest car we can possibly build, the best car we can build, but I don't want to build a race car, because if I build like a Formula One car, then it has to have all of the rules and regulations, and the tires have to be a certain way, and the engine can only do X, Y, and Z. They said, so I don't want any of the race car rules. But we also don't want to make it street legal, because if we make it street legal, then I have all the admissions and I have all of these things that I have to worry about. We want to make not the car of the future, we want to make the car of the past. 
That to me was so remarkable because I don't want the car of the past, or do I? And when you understand what they mean by the car of the past, they mean if no government agency is telling me exactly what I have to do, if it's just engineers and car enthusiasts that get together and go, no, 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 wait, you know what else we could do? Build that car. So they're only building 20 of them. It comes with a truck because you can't drive it on the street. And the only place you can drive it is on a racetrack, but not in a race, because it's also not legal in a race. And it's called the Vulcan. It's $2.3 million. So it's not for everybody. Only making 20 of them. This thing is sick. This is like driving inside the mouth of a lion. <laughs> you don't know if it's going to eat you or it's going to be a great experience. It is just tear your face off fast. And even when you hear the engine turn, it sounds unlike anything I've ever heard. It's unbelievable. This story is that story 50, 60, 70 years ago. It is the new secret car built by Tucker. We're gonna start at the end. If you've ever seen the movie about Preston Tucker called Tucker, it ends all happy. No, no, no Hollywood. Sorry kids, no Hollywood ending here. This one doesn't end with the happy ending. This ends with the truth. And it will make you realize that almost everything we do, we have been regulated so much that maybe it's time we think about the TV show of the past, not the future. The, the car of the past and not the future. The office building of the past and not the future. What could we do if we didn't have government intrusion, business collusion, if we just let people be free? What kind of lion would we come up with? Preston Tucker is a guy who If you rest, you rust. So he was a guy with boundless energy, a guy who just wanted to keep going and going and going and never stopped because his ideas were enormous, just enormous ideas. When you know anything, and we'll get into it, about the Tucker 48, it, it had technology and safety gear in that we're still just peeling. He is the Tesla of cars. We pick his story up at the very end in the only place in the world where an entrepreneur can be free to dream and build without corruption and collusion. Brazil. He had to leave America because Brazil was the only place that would say, I don't care, yeah, go give it a whirl. We had driven him out and he's sitting at the airport ready to come home to America. 
and he's about to introduce this car, which was going to be built in Brazil, the Carioca. <laughs> we'll concentrate on the name some other time. It was in the latest edition, on the cover of the latest edition of Car Life magazine. And he thought, I am about to make my lifetime dream come true. He knew something was wrong. He knew his life was running out of time. Would he have enough time to fulfill his dreams in Brazil? Or would he run out because his life had been wasted fighting the government? Preston Tucker, his story. take you back to Detroit, turn of the century, 1916. Detroit at this time is, is the center of the world. Detroit in the next 50 years will change everything. You can't think of Detroit like Detroit. You have to understand that Detroit had people coming from all over the world. It had blacks and whites working side by side. It had its, its own identity, and it was the place where you would go if you wanted to uh, work in engineering and really set the world on fire. Well, he grows up there. So it's 1916. He's growing up in the place that will change the world because of the American car industry. Henry Ford is there. All of these great minds that are, that are upturning everything, not just in quality, but the way things were built. The assembly line is, is going to unfold and he's going to be there. Literally, he will be there. So he's growing up and he, you know, at 13 years, uh, 13 years old, he is always tinkering on stuff and he likes to find ways to make things more efficient. Now, think about how we treat and think about 13 year old kids now, right? They're kids, they're kids. I think we look at kids in exactly the wrong way. And while it is good to have child labor laws, I don't want, you know, kids going out and having to work in sweatshops. There are a lot of kids that we have held back and treated like kids, and Preston Tucker is one of them, that luckily, because there weren't child labor laws in his particular case, he went to work at 13 years old. He's working at the Cadillac plant at 13, and he is so excited to be there, and he is... Um, uh, so involved because he wants to learn. So he's so involved in everything. He goes to his boss and says, you know what, I could do a lot more if you'd buy me a pair of roller skates. I mean, who wouldn't love that guy? You know, if a kid came to you and like, 
Look, I'm telling you, I can, I can do so much more if you buy me a pair of roller skates. You wouldn't even know if they were serious or not. His boss didn't either. He was like, oh, all right. I'll, okay, I'll get you a pair of roller skates. He wears them. Now he's all up and down the factory floor going back and forth. And he's, he's, he's covering the floor of the Cadillac factory at twice the speed because he's got these roller skates on. And he loves working at the Cadillac factory. Um, at 16, he starts his own business. And he gets a loan from his mom, and he starts buying used cars and repairing them and souping them up and in the shed behind his house because you didn't need a license to do it. This 16-year-old kid is taking used cars and making them into great cars and selling them. Two years later, he graduates from high school. Think of the accomplishments this kid has done. And he decides, I'm gonna be a police officer. And when I first read his story, I'm thinking, why would you, wait a minute, Preston Tucker, you, you're a car maker. Why are you going in? to be a police officer. Easy, high-speed car chases. He wants to soup these, because engines of police cars, even today, already come from the factory souped up. Now, he's tinkering and making them even faster. So at 19 years old, his poor mother is listening to him coming home going, I had this guy dead to rights. I was going 90 miles an hour, which back then, that was crazy speeds. I'm going 90 miles an hour, mom. And his mother's like, oh, Preston, no. So mom decides to go to the police station with his birth certificate in hand because 19, you, you might have been able to work on the floor of Cadillac, but you're not old enough to be a police officer at 19. And she brings in, can you imagine your mom, the old woman opening up the old purse? I want to tell you, mister, my son, he must have been horrified. Oh, dear God, my mother is here. And she, she shows he's not old enough to drive your police cars and wear a badge. So he is fired and he is out, his joy rides in the police car was over. But he learned a lot, and he learned a lot of, of high speed and, and having to drive, I'm imagining, having to drive at night and wishing that I could see around that corner. So he learns a lot, and he files it away, but he goes back to work now at the Ford plant, and he's at the assembly plant and just like it was when he was 13 years old he could have used those roller skates he wanted those roller skates early in life because he was curious he didn't want to just do what he could do in his job he wanted to learn everything about the plant and that's why he was skating up and down the line because he wanted to be able to touch everything and at Ford, he makes it his mission now to actually work in every single department of the car building uh, process. So he knew every 
every nut, every bolt, and every wire in every car. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. Uh, Tostitos made a bag of chips that can tell you that you've been drinking, and uh, and can call an Uber for you. What? Yeah, created in partnership with creative agency Goodby Silverstein and Partners. The Tostitos party bag is outfitted with sensors to detect uh, alcohol on a person's breath. And uh, if you're in the clear, the bag turns green. You're free to go about your, your business and your night. If, the alcohol, if alcohol is detected, the bag turns red with the message, don't drink and drive. And it offers a uh, $10 Uber credit for a discounted ride home. One, one indication as to whether Weird. you've been drinking is that you're eating Tostitos. Um, uh-huh. That would be uh, number one. <laughs> you've opened the bag. Dope. You must be drinking. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I, I freaking love Tostitos products. Uh, Doritos, Tostitos, I'm in mm-hmm. uh, on that stuff. Uh, oh God, you know, regular freaking <clears throat> Doritos are so good. They sure are. And just the one. Right? Just I a- mean, there's a lot of great varieties of Doritos, but man, the regular nacho cheese ones are just World so class. freaking good. They uh, yeah, sure are. I love them. I love them. I love the people who manufacture them. I love everyone who's ever sold a bag to me. I love the me. people who put them on the shelf and yeah. puff the bags They're out so great. they look nice. They're all great. Now, you had uh, some issues when you worked at a grocery store where a lot of Doritos uh, were disappearing, right? You had a big scandal? No, I didn't, I didn't work uh, for the Doritos company. I worked for Nabisco. So there was... Well, but you also worked at a grocery store. I did work at a grocery store. It's I did. amazing yes, I did. how many food-related jobs you were able to, to lock I will down. say that uh, one of the benefits, uh, and it may have been an issue uh, at the end, uh, but, uh, you know, you never go hungry. No, you don't, do you? You never go hungry working at a grocery store. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> this bag has uh, near-field communication technology. Why, why would you do this? I don't, I don't, I don't even I don't understand this. I, I, don't, I don't get it. It's got to be an expensive bag. It's got near-field t- uh, technology. So you can, if it detects the alcohol on your breath, you tap the bag... And uh, and then it that's how it hails your ride uh, from Uber, I guess. I have uh, a, a weird a, a weird prediction here, which is this is I, not going to solve uh, drunk driving. Nor is it probably going to come to market. No, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not. Is but. it? Is this something they've got in stores now? Because no, I, I, nobody wants that. Yeah, I want. I need a, a bag of Doritos that tells me if I'm drunk and, and then calls other. And what, what's the conversation? What Seriously, is, is it, you know, look, if anyone's eating this, they've got to be hammered. So let's put a drunk driving thing <laughs> on the back because I, I mean, I if someone's going to put this in their mouth, uh, obviously they're drunk. That's really weird. It's a weird assumption right? to make about your your your, your customers. I would say so. I All mean, right. it's true a lot of times, but it's not exclusively true. Yeah. So Snickers is going to apparently be the uh, first company to uh, have a live Excellent. Super Bowl ad. Excellent. Mm. This year, Candy Maker Mars will be producing its uh, commercial during the actual game. The company will be airing the first live Super Bowl commercial uh, for Snickers candy bars. 150 ad execs from Mars, uh, the ad agency and all that, uh, will shoot the 30-second Western-themed commercial in real time during the break in the action between uh, New England and Atlanta. 
The ad will feature uh, actor Adam Driver, best known as playing uh, oh uh, Kylo Ren yep. in Star Wars. And, the guy uh, who should have kept his mask on for the whole movie? Yeah. Yes. Saying? Okay, okay, yeah, him. Yes. He's good. He's good. <laughs> yeah. I was watching that the other day. Uh, again, it was on TV. So I, I look, watched I it like a couple it. weeks ago. I, I like it. I like it okay, too. It's. Uh, I like it. I think it's, it's a good... It's not the greatest movie of all time. No, it's, it's uh, definitely pretty, not. It's but okay. it's a solid Star Wars movie. I think it's yeah. the upper upper tier of Star, Star Wars movies. Mm. However, that moment is just like... Wait, it's a, what is that? Backstreet Boys in there? Like, I what, know. What is that? I don't know how to even... It's yeah. so weird. It's he like, looks like a boy band member. And you look, he's he doesn't look like a badass, that's for sure. So badass through the whole movie. Yeah. And then he takes the stupid mask off. He's like, hi, how are you? <laughs> it's like he's just goofy. And like, he's I like, a, he, he, see, he like looks Did like. Did I a, hear somebody needs an interior decorator? <laughs> no, that's not what I was going <laughs> That's not what I was going for. That's that not was, what you were going no, He said that? He okay. reminds me of like. <laughs> Uh, sort of a ba- boy band member, and sort of like mm-hmm. a, a guy who like thinks he's a up and coming male model, but isn't. Yeah, right. You know, like yes. and it's a weird vibe for this like villain. That. It's not. He does not look like a villain at all. Not it's almost as the if least. they missed the whole. I mean, it's like, didn't you see what you were developing as a character? Well, but they had a couple yeah. of issues though, because he was he, he was Leia and Han's son. So I don't think they wanted him to look menacing or terrible. Yeah, but I mean, I think you could you could have just done a tough guy, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think I guess that would have so. worked. I mean, and I it's funny, like a Star Wars cowboy kind of guy. Or something. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, someone who looks like Han Solo, maybe. Maybe. I know it might have been a way to go. Yeah. I, instead, I, I don't know. Who, he looks like a you know like a European like perfume model for an off brand. Yeah, he does. Like he. Yes, it's he does. Not like it's not like. You know, one of the top brands. It's like mm-hmm. one of those smell-alikes. <laughs> like they got him to do it. That, that's what he reminds me. It's so strange. It's like eternity. I feel like eternity. We got, we got, uh, we got the, we got the guy we want. Uh, mm-hmm. We, you know, we paid him all, all this money, uh, and we locked him in. Wait a minute. No, we wrote in the script. He has to take the mask off. We can't hire him. It's like that level of like, how did this happen? Yeah, it's, it's similar it is to, like to that. it's weird. Not nearly as bad, but similar to the kid in episode one. You know, you're like, wait a minute! Didn't they know they were gonna put him in the movie when they hired him? Like, he doesn't—he's not a good actor. Why right. would they put this guy in the Phantom Menace when? Uh-huh. Look, I mean, he's a little kid, but he's just not a good actor. He's like terrible. A, he's like he came out of a Lifetime movie. It was terrible. In the middle of a hundred to two hundred million dollar budget. He came out of just use that kid. Just use right. Just it's use like, her didn't kid. they have he's someone fine. else? Did, did no I, one else apply? I have never understood. And that, that guy—that that guy's like, right? Life is sort of ruined at this point. He doesn't want anything to do with the role. Right. And like, he used to go to conventions and stuff, and now he kind of hates. Well, can the... you imagine how much flack he's gotten over yeah. his lifetime? Holy it's bad. crap! Because yeah. he was terrible. But he's a little thing. kid. I know. And I'm, you know, not every little there kid is going to be a good actor. Who are good there actors, are good actors. There are some. Get one. And you've don't got you an have unlimited enough... budget. Yeah. Don't you have enough budget that you could say, all right, no, he's not very good, so let's get a better one. Yeah. Why like, can't you do that? That was so bad it was worth reshooting the movie. Like, you, yes. you, you got halfway through that movie and yes. you know what? This is not working. We got to restart it. They did it with freaking, uh, you know, Alex P. Keaton. You know, Alex P. Keaton was in that. He was Marty McFly and, and he was Michael J. Fox. All those people were the same person, but it was also another dude. It was uh, Eric. Uh, oh. Uh, red hair. Right. I kind of know who you're talking about. Right. Anyone know? Right. And he just yes, was, Eric Stoltz. He just wasn't right. And he wasn't right. They, they filmed half the movie. They were like, "This yeah. isn't working. Yeah. He's not funny enough. He's a good actor, but he's not funny enough." Uh, so they pulled him out and they put Marty McFly and Alex P. Mike, Keaton in there. 
Right. And, and and Michael J. Fox. Can you imagine how I don't Eric know which one he really is. Would have ruined that movie. Nobody would know there's, that movie. There's today. footage of it. I mean, they have scenes from it that they had. To, I'd like to see that because yeah. I, I can't even. Wow, I can't even. Eric imagine Stoltz, it. right? That's who it was. Yeah, really, the so. redhead guy, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, yeah redhead. That's yes. the redhead yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so they're doing this live commercial for Snickers. Uh, Five million dollars a spot. I I don't know if I'd risk it, but we'll see. Yeah, that, that might be interesting. If you have a technical issue, that's going to be a yeah, problem. Five million dollars is a lot of money to waste. Uh, uh, but look, if you're gonna, if you who's who's responsible for the technical issue is what it's going to come down to. Because if it's the NFL, Snickers ain't going to be paying for that. Yeah, but why would the NFL? Right? Why would it be their problem? Well, I'm just I mean, you're saying, saying, like, if they brought, I mean, if, if they, anybody, it would be what Fox's problem, probably. Right. I don't think the NFL okay. could be. Right, well, well it, I'm yeah. just saying, fine. Yeah, it could mm. theoretically be, like, there could be a Fox issue in the middle of it, but that would happen with any commercial. I mean, so the Fox end of it is not the part that you'd be worried about, it's your end of it. And if you screw up, you're out $5 million. Yeah. Snickers. I guess if you're right. Snickers, it's what, one order for you, right? I mean, they just get, they get that back. Jeffy calls up once, and you made your money back. <laughs> That's fun. Well, theoretically, <laughs> fun. if Jeffy well, had money. Right, he's going to steal it, obviously. Yeah, but, uh, obviously. Uh, a couple other good stories on the, uh, on the Super Bowl commercials. Heinz was going to do one, and they decided, you know what? Instead of doing a Super Commercial, we're just going to let everybody gets a day off. Love uh, it. All of our, all of our factories, Love all it. of our workers, a day off the day after the Super Bowl, which is, by the way, one That's of the most really important cool. days off. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. So they skipped the ads. And they instead spent that kind of money giving their employees the day off. Yeah, kind of cool. That's yeah, kind I mean, of very did, cool. Right? Yeah, it's one of the reasons I always wanted to work for them. That's true. You actually have wanted to be a ketchup policeman. I have always wanted uh, to have a, a Heinz time. ketchup police badge and bust people saying they're using Heinz in their it's restaurant. It's a good company. But they are. And I don't want to hear the, well, what about, what about Teresa Heinz, Carrie? What about her? She went, she's a near evil. She, she had nothing to do with Heinz ketchup. Nothing to do nothing with it. Nothing to do with it. Her husband. Her husband used to. The, her dead husband, yes. who, the guy who died previously, John Hines, was the Hines people. Uh, and he was a Republican. He was fairly conservative. He had nothing, she, and she has nothing to do with the company. I think she Warren just does the foundation. Grant Buffett from the Deuce Hall of Fame has the Hines Company now under oh, his really? belt, doesn't he? No, I don't think so. I don't, know. I don't yeah, think, I so. think so. I don't think so. But that, I mean, we've talked about this before. There, there are a few, there's a few brands that I absolutely must have, and ketchup is one of them. It's got to be Heinz. It can't be Hunt's. can't be any of the Del Monte, any of those knockoffs. They're just nowhere near as good What about some Heinz. of the fancy ketchups? Like, you yeah. know, because they have, like, the, up, the, the expensive versions. I don't like them. Yeah, you just want Heinz like straight. Yeah, you just oh, want Heinz straight, straight ketchup is the best ketchup in the world. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It just is. It's weird. There's certain products that's like, like for example, you know, there are really expensive sodas, but you don't, you know, you want Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. You want the name brand off the shelf, right? Right. Like, I don't want some fancy yes. thing. Right. And, that, and like this, that happens with a lot of uh, uh, food items like that. It just be, the brand name is the one you want, and it's actually right. like you want. Uh, is there anything like, else you're really brand loyal to, like Jif peanut butter? Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's pretty much oh, Jif. Okay. Uh, although I'm not like that with, with I, you're not. I, that, I, I, I'm with you on that. Pat. Yeah, it's got to be sodas. a certain kind of peanut butter. I mean, I'll drink other sodas, but like I prefer. If you're like, gonna purchase it, you're yeah. There's like it. a there's a restaurant that I, I can't think of what it is off the top of my head, but it's like a uh, sit like a Chipotle level restaurant mm-hmm. that I go to uh, and they only have uh, main root sodas, Ooh. main root beverages or whatever. Oh. And so they have and like they're fine sodas, but like mm-hmm. I would prefer uh, you know myself even though it's probably higher quality and and they they put right. real sugar in it or whatever they do, mm-hmm. I'd rather have the the name brand one. I'd rather have it mm-hmm. because I it's, it's dependable. Mm-hmm. I like it every time. You know, uh, I don't know why. I just want the thing that I yeah. want. 
Um, yeah, where, yeah, you're right. Like, there's a few products like that. Are Band-Aids that way? Uh, that's a brand so ingrained in America. Yeah, well, we call true. the product by the brand name yeah, rather than what it is. Like that. Yeah. Kleenex and Band-Aids have so dominated Q-tips. society Q-tips. that they, it's what you call it now. It's not a... Uh, I'd like a, an adhesive bandage, please. <laughs> I'd like an adhesive strip that goes over my wound. No, you want a Band-Aid. I right. like a cotton swab. A that cotton I can wipe swab, things. please. And that's for a, my, you'd no. think every company would absolutely love that. Um, some yeah. of them don't. I mean, I know a couple examples of that. Uh, one of which is um, rotisserie baseball. The, the, oh, right. They invented right. rotisserie baseball, which turned into fantasy leagues. The reason it turned into fantasy leagues is because they protected rotisserie baseball, the name rotisserie, so, really? so hard. That wow. people were like, well, we're going to do this. Let's just call it something else. And it turned into fantasy. They got no piece of it. They invented wow. fantasy sports. and got how no piece of it. How dumb is that? Yeah, because they, they were like, how are we going to make money on this? We're like, well, we, wow. we can't let other people use that's the name. That's almost as bad as Xerox inventing the mouse and not knowing what to do with it. Yeah. yeah. All right, go ahead and take it from us. Whatever. That's pretty bad. It's weird and yeah, bad. Another one yeah. uh, on the same um, road is TiVo. Uh, TiVo protected that... Uh, uh, you know, their name TiVo. So people were like, can you TiVo it? And, and now it's, it's DVR. Now it's DVR. Yeah. And they wouldn't let anyone say TiVo, and they really protected it. And <laughs> that's now amazing. Yeah. It's such that's a, a, that's a weird stance. I can understand it because you're like, wait a minute, they're just building the same thing as uh-huh. us, and they're all calling it TiVo. Right. But it's like, well, yeah, I mean, if, if you just let them call it TiVo, at least the name would have been worth something. And when they, I, they see TiVo, selling. they're going to know what the heck that is, and they're going to think that's that's the way to go, yeah. right? I mean, With you your know, DVR unit, if, if you're thinking TiVo... When you want to record. And your name is TiVo, that would be a good thing, you would think. They tried to license it out to, you know, they tried to license wow. the TiVo technology to, like, they had a DirecTV TiVo uh, machine, that was, so it was not a normal DVR, it was like a TiVo. Because, you know, their menus were really good. There was a lot of features mm-hmm. on TiVo that I really liked back when I had them. But now, you, know, you just go with the DVR. You know, who, you know who else is almost to that level with their brand is Coke. Like, when you go to a restaurant, you just say, give me a Coke. And oh. you, you might mean just as a generic soda. Cola, right. Bring yeah. me a soda. Uh, and a lot of people use that. And it's one of those things that's so ingrained is they will apologize uh, if you... Um, oh, we don't have Coke. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, is Pepsi just okay? Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, well, that's oh, what I meant. Is it okay? Is I, all we have is Pepsi. I'm so sorry. It's like, no, you can, yeah, go, I like no, you can run across the street and get yeah. me a Coke Zero. Yeah. There are people who don't like Pepsi, though. Yeah. I frankly don't like Coke, but right. uh, it, it happens the other way from time to time. They or, usually don't run across the street to get you Coke Zero when you ask either. Just letting you know. Thank you for that. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Jeff. More patents do coming up in a minute. I have asked them. Have you? Hi. It's Hi. Pat and Stu, Jeffy, uh, Brad. Uh, oh, we had to bring in uh, an extra person here because uh, we're gonna do th- <laughs> we're gonna do this this pie in the face. We're celebrating because you said pie. And the hosts can't actually get you know stuff all over them because I know, but why am I part of it then if the host right? Uh, so we brought in you and and Brad uh, mm. to try this out because it's important science. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm what do you scared. you stick your face here, right? Yes. And then and you put whipped cream and then Brad and I are supposed whip, to fight. Whipped cream over. over. Here, let's think. Okay. Brad and I are supposed to fight. And then, and then eventually oh, loser would get whipped uh, okay. cream in their face. All right. 
Boy, so doesn't that fun. sound like fun? Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Family game. I can tell you, it tastes good. There we go. All right. Start your fight. Put your faces in there. Put your faces in there. I can't get close. Get your faces right in there. And here's the battle. I'm going to take pity on you. That was. That didn't get too much into your face. No, you don't, Pat Gray. Come on, you baby. It looks good on you, though. Go ahead. Oh, that's the best wedding photo ever. Thank you. Hold on. I'm even taking a picture of that one. That was just precious. There we go. Okay, yeah. There we go. That was nice. Wasn't that fun? Oh. Wasn't that fun? I love you, too. Should we do it one more time? Oh, well, can we? Yeah, we can. can. Yes, we can. Let's do it one more time. First of all, this is broken. Okay, that's all there is. If you win again, uh, this game is broken. What do you mean? Whoopsies. That's oh, what I mean. Oh, good. Your fingers have been in it My now. fingers that are all Who that cares? Shut up. There you mm. go. Now, go. <laughs> oh, it just barely dropped off to the side. Oh, oh gotcha. darn. It sure we did. Have... There you go. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> now, mm. That's really good. I will right. say that this is another brand name. Uh, that is pretty much, we were speaking of brand names last segment that you uh, kind of live by. Yeah. I don't know that Ready Whip is. When you Ready get, Whip is the one that's real cream. When you get the uh, the off brands, it's never as good but as there's But there's an on brand. What's it called, though? Uh, cool. Something, not, cool Whip. Cool Whip. Yeah, but and that's mostly, that's made of oil and not stuff. Right? It's not the real cream. You can't cool whip right? out of a... Wait a minute. Yeah, Ready See, Whip the, is the better one. Yeah. These are the same. Yes. That when I worked at a drive-thru uh-huh. dairy when I was in high school, we'd get the order of these. Yeah, and you'd, you'd get the, yeah, the nitrous. And then we'd put them back out for sale, oh, and people would like, buy them. Like you're telling Jeffy anything he I, I hasn't think, tried a million times? I'm pretty I mean, sure he told me that's why we started getting the it. separate nitrous containers, because <laughs> right. there's not enough in the While can. we all get cleaned <laughs> off here, we've got some... Uh, Inauguration, uh, bad lip read things. Oh, and nice. It usually takes a couple weeks for these guys to get these done, but they're always really funny. Here's bad lip reading from the inauguration. It's not so important. Should Oh, surprise. I have now, some pretzels for Lanya, you. Do you know what you just said? Well, you cheery. Me? I'm always like this. Sure. You're certainly not going to be. When can I see you're you? You're bad company. Away. Can't wait. Oh, you suck. Now's your chance. Well, you Call can up. be a funny wiener, can't you? I'm important. Oh. You want to be me, don't you? Quite a figure. Quite a figure. And no. Looks like we have a problem. Yeah, leave it to me. Okay. We're going to squeeze him. Hadouken. Hadouken to your face. Harubububur. Yeah. Uh, are you wearing a big boy shirt? <laughs> yeah, they're probably never will again. <laughs> mm, uh, help. help. Mm. I'm gonna barf. You ever washed that wig? Oh, you got me again, George. <laughs> yeah. Good one. That is a zinger. I like your nail polish, but not too much. Now I pretend I like you, yep, but I hate yep. you inside. You're a creep. I think you're old like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are Come always on really funny. Really that good. Is really good. And there's more. Here's part two from the inauguration, I believe. Now raise your shrunken hand and repeat after me. 
I gotta get a grip, you saw me squat. I gotta get a grip, you saw me squat. You think I won't fling three eggs at you? You think I won't fling three eggs at you? The goldfish of preteens never had a chance. The goldfish of preteens never had a chance. I personally have puked at a cage fight. I personally have puked at a cage fight. Then I chewed an awful lot of cheese. Then I chewed an awful lot of cheese. And I stored it in my gut. I stored it in my gut. What's your name? Together, we will build a bar in rural Connecticut, and we will make it a bar with a nanny, and we will make it a bar called Brown Lady, and we will make it a bar that has stuff in it and extra good leather. When you want to make a bad day a greater day, then come to Brown Lady. Now let's party. No music, just me. You know what I want later? A hamburger and milk duds and not fish. Good old fun. Yay. I'm also going to need you to scrape my bunions. Yes, good. Uh, the guy's the boss, you know, so... Uh, Just remember who brought you here. Thank you, my prince. <laughs> wow. That is... I mean, that's brilliant. That sure is. I don't know how that they do sure it. Is. I don't know what the process is. They must find a that... group of words that can kind of work, and then you got to develop a storyline. I mean, that's... Every time I see them, I, I think... Incredible. Man, that's got to take a lot of work, and I don't know that I want to sit through right? hours of Donald Trump trying to figure out what word he's saying. No way. You mean you get tired of hearing him? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. okay. Yes. We have pie, right? Yes, we have pie. We have all kinds of pie from Emporium Pies. Mm -hmm. One yeah. slice from every pie they make. And we're going to try it uh, on spoons coming up. I want some. You're going to lose. Well, wait, you're going to win. Wait. I'm A, a, an incredible Spoons sure episode. A, an actual, this is one to look forward to. I mean, it's not just the new flavor of Oreos. Now, this is a pie episode of Spoons. I think it was Monday, mm, right? Wow. Monday or Tuesday, that pie. was National Pie Day. Pie. And we were so, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, upset that yes. we didn't have pie. Yeah, we were. That uh, our producer, Marissa, had to make it up to us. And she did. I mean, she went <laughs> out to Emporium Pies. Now, I don't, I'm not familiar with Emporium Pies. Stu is, and, and by the way, uh, Stu's dog just died, so that's... Mm. He had to go. He had to go. Um, so, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with Stu and his family, because that's like losing family. Oh, my gosh. Especially that, to Stu, and, and I don't know, the dog was, what, 16 or something? 100. And, I mean, and a, they've, more than 100. So, they've loved that dog that for dog a long time. That dog has been with them. It means a lot to them. All of us, forever. Yeah. It was just... Too bad. So anyway, Stu was talking about Emporium Pies. Have you ever been there? I've never been I have there. not. But he was telling us the greatness of Emporium Pies. And all of us, our producer Marissa went out and got Emporium Pies. I have never tried them. Jeffy's never tried them. Brad, you ever tried Emporium nope. Pies? She got a slice of each pie that they make. Get Ooh. this, though. I mean, it's not like, okay, well, a slice of pie, big deal. Right? Six bucks per slice. Bring right? Your wallet. 
Now, so you go to Emporium's, what, maybe wow. you go to get a slice and a cup of coffee, wow. and you're talking, you know, that's a 10 spot. First of all, before you go to Emporium, you stop by the bank and take out a loan, <laughs> right? And, like, okay. you get a, you, you get, uh, you get a loan, and then you, you go to Emporium Pies. <laughs> if, if a slice is $6, what is a whole pie? Like 40? 40 40? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it says here the whole pie is, th is 30, and the whole lord of the pies is 40. What's that? Wow. Uh, if you want a little uh, ice cream on it, it'll ah. cost you another two bucks. Okay, so we have here, uh, and she got a slice of every mm. pie they have, I guess. The Drunken Nut, which is bourbon pecan <laughs> with shortbread crust. Uh, I don't know which one that is. Do you? I think it's the one with the nuts on it. I don't like pecans, so is it, it must be this one. Is that a oh, pecan This looks pie? like it. Okay, so go ahead and try that one. Juppie, do you mm. eat nuts? Yes. Because I kind of don't. So go ahead and try that. I mean, I, I gave them up one time in my life, and then I, I let them back in my life. Did you? Mm. You still have whipped cream on your face, by the way. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of the What do you think of the uh, the pecan with bourbon in it? What's mm. it called? Drunk? Is it good? It's the, the drunken, drunken nut. nut. You like it, Brad? Uh -huh. yeah. I usually don't it's like. Pie. Is it awesome? Mm. Yeah, you know, I usually don't like a lot of food that has with the alcohol though, with the taste of the booze. Oh my gosh, food with alcohol in it is usually. Yeah, so much enhanced. You. No, it is not. And you are just no, a freak. <laughs> the smooth operator. <laughs> the smooth operator is French, uh, French silk chocolate with pretzel crust. That's obviously oh, this, that's one. Be this one. Now this one, I can't wait to try. So this is uh, smooth operator. Mm-hmm. Hey, but which one? Which mm. one is it? It's the chocolate one. The chocolate one. So chocolate oh, one. you said pretzel. I'm looking for pretzels on the crust. That oh, the crust, crust. Mm. I'm thinking is well, that's really good. Delicious. The smooth operator mm. French silk chocolate mm -hmm. with pretzel crust. Now we, again, we don't want to be doing this. That. That this is, is for you. Mm -hmm. This is in case you have an Emporium Pies in your town, or you're coming to Dallas. Do I still have? Seriously, where? Wow, that. That might be the best, like Pretty French good. silk chocolate pie. That's really good. I've ever had. This was so worth beating Jeffy at the pie game just to come in and do this. Right? Um, oh. I believe we ended in a tie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Well, sorry. Mm. <clears throat> wow, that's good. Keep telling yourself. Deep right. dish apple pie with cinnamon streusel. That's going to be good. Lord this of the Pies. Oh, yeah, Lord of the Pies. This is going to be the $40 one. <laughs> so it's obviously the apple pie. It looks good, though. Man, that chocolate pie is tremendous. Oh. I don't want to lose the taste of that. Oh, oh, oh. apples are good. Come on, now. I can taste the vitamins. Mm-hmm. Where's those cinnamon? Mm-hmm. Mm this, oh. Mm. I feel healthier already. That's good. It's got apples in it. How bad can it be? And cinnamon. And right. cinnamon. Those are both good for you. Mm -hmm. Okay, the apple pie is pretty good. Mm, darn good. But the, the chocolate pie was like, that's worth the price of admission right Peppermint there. Peppermint cream pie. Which one? Father Christmas is a peppermint cream pie with a chocolate um, cookie crust. Oh, that's the one I may have snuck a little bite of. It is so That's got to be this one then, right? Is it good? Oh, you already tried maybe, that? Maybe. Maybe just Cheater, you're not supposed to cheat on this segment. Yeah. Yep, that's this it. This is a, that's the peppermint cream right here? So or, good. Yeah. 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 All oh, right. Oh, that's good. Uh -huh. Let me. That is darn good. See if I can get to that. Mm. Mm. Uh, You're right, Brad. That's really good. Mm -hmm. Like that a lot. Mm. What are the specs on that? Mm. That's a, this is the oh, yeah. uh, Father Christmas. Peppermint cream. Mm. It's amazing that there's only 10 calories per slice. 
<laughs> That's I just don't know how they do that. I don't know how they do it either, but it's but I these it. are I highly recommend. Oh my gosh, all these pies. Uh, yeah, just delicious. Right, we gotta get the snowball. They're worth ordering if you don't have an Emporium pies. Oh, believe me. Let's go. What else? Oh, butterbell blitzen, butterbell blitzen. Oh my gosh, butterbell blitzen. <laughs>